Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob Genius Podcast, and this week, unfortunately, we are going with no music. Well, there's a reason for it, I have an excuse, and that is, well, alright, I think I've mentioned before that, you know, I started going, getting the approved, you know, music, basically the stuff that I can plug in through Spotify you know, because I did that because, of course, I got hit by the copyright police. Because I used to just record. You know, I would take apart parts of songs. And, you know, I would record them in, in between segments. Because, you know, some songs I might want to play a whole minute. Some, some songs just want to play a verse. You know, that type of thing, right? I used to do that, but then one day I got hit by the, you know, the copyright police came for me, <clears throat> and to be honest, look, I knew it was going to happen eventually, I just didn't think it would happen that quickly, but they don't have, like, people actually going around listening to podcasts and checking, they just have some type of, you know, Big Brother, Skynet kind of, you know, <laughs> thing sniffing around, and... I guess it just happens to pick up on it or whatever. But anyway, so I got hit by the copyright police. So, from that point forward, I just had to start using the Spotify versions of music. And the only problem with that is that when you do that, you can only put the podcast on Spotify. Right? And I got people who listen on, like, Apple. I got people who listen on um, what was it, Google Podcasts and other platforms. Right? Just, you know. Okay. And so the past few weeks, the numbers have been down, like for the episodes where I had the music in there. And I'm guessing it's because people, you know, who list, who were listening through other platforms didn't see it. Like a friend of mine told me that, right? Um, he didn't get, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't, hadn't gotten any alerts in a couple of weeks because he doesn't listen to Spotify. He has something else. So yeah, <clears throat> so I decided for this week. Um, just to take, not do it, not do music and hope ones and not hope, but to see what happens that, you know, when I'm available on other places. And if it looks like that's a hindrance, then we're going to have to go music free for a while, at least. Unless some of you guys can convince people to you know sign up for Spotify. But anyway, um, we got some, some topics this week boy let me tell you um we'll talk some nba finals and whatnot and a nice funny story about the olympics but our friend covid who was supposed to be packing up to, to leave is now staying has decided that that, that, that that covid does not want to leave that, no we're not leaving nope not yet so now we have to talk about, you know, I uh, fortunately I'm going to go back and talk about that. And, um, cause it's affecting a bunch of different things. And actually there was a big decision that was made on Thursday as I'm recording this segment or the, the, this intro here, there's a big decision I'm going to talk about later that uh, affects all of that. But for now, 
we're going to jump right into things and we're going to talk about you know wackiness in the olympic village <laughs> so let's get this thing rolling all right and this week's wacky funny story is about the athletes in the olympic village and now there's a scary story about the olympic village and coronavirus but i'm not going to go there um, the funny story is that in an effort to potentially, you know, stop the potential spread of coronavirus amongst athletes, should somebody get infected, the um, people who designed the living spaces in the Olympic Village made cardboard beds. And, like, basically, they're beds that collapse. You know, if there's too much weight on them, right? And the intent is to prevent the athletes from 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 having sex because you know you're doing that in your own all up in each other's space and each other's face and breathing on each other. And if somebody's got corona and they're you know breathing on you, they might give it to you. And, you know, one thing, one of the time-honored traditions of the Olympics is the athletes in the athlete's village having a whole lot of sex. <laughs> and, I mean, listen, I, I mean, they're mostly younger people full of energy and, you know, I can peak physical condition and they all have kind of perfect bodies you know, so to speak, and, you know, so you got young people full of energy, and good-looking people, and, and, and close quarters, and, you know, also that, you know, to see them once, do your thing with them, and, you know, you may not see them again after that, so everybody kind of knows that, Okay, we're not, you know, spouse searching here, right? We're just kind of here to have a good time. And so, you know, you end up having, the people end up having a whole lot of sex every four years, right? Um, but now you got coronavirus, and it's still out there, and it's not over. And Japan, in particular, had another blow-up. To the point where they probably should just have not had the Olympics there at all, you know. But anyhow, but they decided to, they're going to push through. Well, <laughs> push through. That's that, that, that's that's an interesting choice of words for this subject, isn't it? But anyway, um, <laughs> so like some some genius came up with the idea. To, well, if we, if, we, if we have these collapsible cardboard beds. You know, they won't be able to have sex because the beds will collapse. Yeah, aren't we smart? No, you're not. Again, I mean, you don't think they'll do it on the floor? Come on now. I mean, you don't think that, again, people in peak physical condition, you don't think they can, you know, do it without needing to lay down? Right? 
Come on now. Come on now. I mean, come on now. That's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terrible. But you know. But anyway, I mean, this is just dumb, right? I mean, they're going. Trust me, they're going. They're going to do it. They'll do it standing up. They'll do it on the floor. They'll do it in a chair. They'll do it more and more. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get the rhyme in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, I mean, it's just, it's, it's dumb, right? I mean, it really is. It's funny. Because I guarantee you when this is all over, we're going to find out they had just as much sex this year as they do any other year. <laughs> all right? I mean... The best thing you can do is come up with some type of face shield for them to wear that's not uncomfortable and that, that they won't, like, you know, rip off in the heat of the moment or whatever, right? I mean, good grief. And you wonder why we're in the predicaments we're in. Because people come up with ideas like that. And uh, I'm going to... I got an idea now. I'm going to take a break before I uh, go too far with the bad puns here. All right. On to the next thing. All right. So the NBA Finals are done. They're done. Milwaukee Bucks are the champions for the first time in a very long time. And congratulations to Giannis and the boys. Um... It'll be interesting seeing what happens next season because you know LeBron and the Lakers are going to try to you know retool, reset, whatever. Uh, New Jersey had injuries, so assuming they are healthy again next year, that's got a whole different spin on the Eastern Conference. Um, so it's going to be interesting next year. And now Giannis had this at his press conference. He um, he said that well, you know, I could have gone somewhere and formed a super team, right? And maybe gotten a ring, but I chose to stay here with the place that drafted me and do it here. Okay, look, man. All right, Giannis, love you, man. I mean, you seem like a really cool guy yeah genuinely good person so this is not a shot at your like character as a human being or anything but as far as but you know as far as your vantage point on basketball or the nba um please please stop stop you know repeating you know the words of these internet trolls okay i mean there's nothing wrong with the whole idea of, you know, the super team or whatever, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Um, it's become like a really stupid thing. And this idea that you are supposed to, you know, there's only one, there's a right way to become an NBA champion, right? That you are supposed to you know, stay with the team that drafts you and carry them and hope that the front office 
will give you some good enough teammates, you know, to win. And that, you know, that in doing it any other way is uncivilized. When in, I mean, reality, you know, relying on the front office to, you know, give you good teammates is not something you want to do. Because we've seen way too many instances where it doesn't happen. All right, now look, and you look, you were fortunate. All right, you were fortunate that they did do that. You were fortunate that you know New Jersey had some injuries and was not at full strength when y'all played them in the second round. Um, right. But th- there are plenty of, you know, Hall of Fame NBA players who never got a championship, and it's because they never got the people put around them to finish the job. All right, now, I mean, several of those guys came during the Jordan era. You know, Patrick Ewing, Carmelo, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, um, Reggie Miller, who I hate. <laughs> um, you know, Clyde Drexler probably would not have one if Mike had not gone away for a year and a half. Um, you know, David Robinson hung on long enough, you know, to, to get a few after Mike retired the second and third time. Um, Otherwise, he wouldn't have had one either. Right? I mean, Elgin Baylor played all those years with the Lakers. Great player. Hall of Fame player. One of the top ten players ever. Right? Did not get a ring. And, you know, because they had they had a great team. But they were not good enough to beat the Celtics. Right? I mean, these things can happen. And... Now, what changed was, of course, free agency didn't come to the NBA until, like, I think it was 87, right? And then, so what happened there was that you had a bunch of, like, the top players in the league who had already re-signed or who were under long-term contracts and, you know, didn't get to take advantage of free agency until later in their career. Um, and, you know, some of them, you know, by the time that came around, they'd had, they got rings already, like Jordan, right? Um, but in the past 10 years or so, what's been going, what's been different is that you have, you know, the top players in the league have come into free agency either, you know, early in their careers or during their prime, right? That is just something that didn't happen until about 10 years ago, just because of the way contracts were structured and things of that nature. Right. Um, so it's been a, it's been a new thing. It's been a different thing. So guys have the choice now to move. And like I said, contracts are short enough now where you can move around. So there is freedom to move that there was not before. And so because of that, 
you know, you're not stuck. I mean, you know, guys like Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins was, you know, I mean, he loved playing in Atlanta, loved being in Atlanta. But he couldn't move even if he wanted to. Right? And then he, I mean, he was there till they traded him. Right? I mean, that's what happened. And now LeBron, you know, changed change the game. I, I mean, because, you know, he actually had to think it through. Because, like, I mean, Shaq left Orlando and went to the Lakers, but that was one of those things that was always in the cards. Like, it was pretty well known that, you know, when when the chance came, that, that wasn't going to happen, right? But in this case, I mean, LeBron... You know, Ruben Akron, drafted by Cleveland, gave them seven years. You know, they, he was carrying them to the playoffs. One case carried them to the finals, and, you know, they were just outclassed because the, the Spurs had just better people. Um, So he had, look, he had to make a choice. He, you know, he, you, he could stay in Cleveland and hope for the best or go somewhere else where they had a better handle on putting together a championship team. So he did that. And then he came back to Cleveland, you know, when he had the kind of wherewithal, he had the leverage to basically force the owner in the front office to do things they otherwise wouldn't have done. And then when that ran its course, he left Cleveland a second time. You know, people were cool with it. And he went to the Lakers and they got it. He got a ring with the Lakers. Right. I mean, it's just. And, you know, I mean, Kevin Durant did the same thing. Right. He was in Oklahoma City. And they'd gotten to the conference finals. They got to the finals one year. Um, and he went and he jumped to the Warriors. And, I mean, they already had a championship team. And, you know, he jumped there and made them like a, you know, Thanos, basically. And got himself a ring there. And it's just, you do what you have to do. Because you reach a certain level in the NBA as a player and you get judged on how many rings you get. And look, and it's, it's wrong for us to do that. And I mean, the obsession with rings above all else, I guess, I mean, I guess it kind of set in during the Jordan era. And it's because, you know, Mike won six and there were so many of those other people who he single-handedly, not single-handedly, but who he, his teams personally denied either the championship itself or the opportunity to play for it, right? So there was this big line of demarcation between Jordan and these other Hall of Famers. And then because of that, you know, guys like Magic and Bird got, you know, lumped in with Jordan because they had a bunch of rings, right? So then, you know, now we have the obsession with, with how many rings did you get? That, that's how we're going to determine how great of a player you are. Right. I mean, that's a, and of course, that's a disservice to guys like Elgin Baylor and Dominique Wilkins and Patrick Ewing and, and you know, and others, Charles Barkley. Right. But, you know, when we look at it as you know, indicative of some, you know, fatal flaw in you as a player, if you didn't get any. Right. So when you put that out there like that, I mean, you've got to expect 
guys to take matters into their own hands in their careers, like LeBron. I mean, I, I can almost, I'll be willing to bet if LeBron had just stayed in Cleveland, he might have no rings. Okay, now he's got four. When he was in Cleveland the first time, they were getting, you know, washed up former All-Stars were the best people they could get to play with him. All right. Or guys who were okay and who he made look better. Like, oh, was it Michael Williams, I think? Yeah. Or Mo Williams, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, that's the best they could get him in Cleveland. And that wasn't good enough. Right? I mean, the furthest they got, I mean, other than that, like the one time they made the finals and got killed. But after that, I mean, when the Celtics got good again, they couldn't, they couldn't beat them. And then, you know, Orlando got good and they couldn't beat them. Had he stayed there, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you know, Miami may have been good enough with just Wade and Bosch probably would and some guys around them probably would have been good enough to beat LeBron and whatever Cleveland had around them. The Indiana teams that the Heat went through were good enough. They I mean those LeBron teams in Cleveland would not have beaten them. All right, so he might not have any rings if had he stayed and done things the quote unquote right way. So Giannis, you got lucky, brother. What I mean, you got lucky. I mean, you got circumstances lined up such that the team they put around you was good enough to win the whole thing. All right. But your situation is unique. And I would not tell, you know, top tier NBA players to do that, to, to, to just ride it out with the team that drafted them. I mean, unless it looks like they're doing the right thing. But if it doesn't, then I would say no. You know, get out of there and go somewhere, that's, go someplace that is. It's better to go someplace that's already doing it right than to hope that the place you are starts. Particularly if you're going to be judged on how many rings you get. Because now Chris Paul, you know, out there, and he, um, he, look, his, you know, where he gets judged amongst the point guards in NBA history is going to be, yes, it's absolutely going to be affected that he's probably going to retire with no rings. Okay. Chris Paul with two or three rings looks different compared to, you know, Isaiah Thomas. Right. Looks different compared to Jason Kidd. Chris Paul with no rings. I mean, yeah. So that's it. Um, but anyway, congratulations, Giannis. Congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and on to next season, where hopefully my New York Knicks will improve and get out of the first round. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that's it for a basketball talk for this week. All right, so a few weeks ago, I, I had music from Bismarcky, and they did that because you know there the was rumors floating around that he had passed, and then they turned out not to be true. So I figured it was a good time to get him in there. 
And now it turns out, well, now, in the past couple of weeks, last week he did pass. Um, and there was a tweet out there, uh, I forgot who it was from, but they said that, you know, basically, don't let your memory of him be reduced to one song, right? Because Just a Friend is the big song, it was the biggest song in his career in terms of commercial success. And it's the song that got him introduced to, well, I'll just say it, white people. <laughs> okay. Um, because he, he was already pretty well known amongst, you know, rap music fans before that. But that song, you know, is what made him a big deal to, to white people. And it made him a bigger deal with black people and rap music fans, etc. But he has a whole catalog of stuff before that. You know, stuff where he was with part of the Juice Crew. Uh, stuff he did by himself. He has other things he did outside of making music, right? He was a, he was a big time, like, party club DJ. Uh, he was on a couple of kids shows. The, the, one, the most noted one is a Yo Gabba Gabba. Right, he he was on there. So a lot of I mean, there were kids who got introduced to him there. Um, he was a well-known, beloved figure throughout the music community, and not just for one song. So, you know, I always say, listen to people's entire catalog. Please do that. Okay, go listen to the stuff before just a friend. And. You know, listen to stuff afterwards because, like a lot of rappers, his music career was kind of pushed aside way too early. Like his last, in terms of music that, you know, charted, um, his last stuff came when he was 29 years old. So he was another guy who was, again, was basically pushed off the big stage very early okay 29 years old he was uh, 19 he was born in 1964 and 1993 was when the last songs he made that got on the charts anywhere though he had a couple of song singles in 1993 that got on the rap singles chart and he was 29 years old and his career as a like a relevant like new music making artist was over and you know as I've said repeatedly here that's happened way too much particularly with rappers now in his case look he found the second and third you know career even so thankfully he was not one of these guys who you know ended up you know, dire straits or whatever, but I mean, just think if we didn't throw rappers away so early, you know, how much more like original music we could have gotten. Now, he put another album out when he was 39, but it didn't register anywhere. So for all intents and purposes, his career was done at 29 years old. Right, but, you know, 
But anyway, um, instead of dwelling on that, let's celebrate the man. He was a great rapper. He was a great DJ. Just and you know, from all the people who dealt with him, he seemed like a great person. So, you know, thank you, Biz Marquis, for your contributions, for your entertainment, and all other things. So, rest in peace, brother. And my condolences to family and friends, as always. And now, we'll leave it there. All right, so um, we have some more bad coronavirus news. Right, and here it is. I thought we were turning the corner. But cases are going up. And... Well, all right, it was to be expected somewhat because things have opened up, right? And more people are out there. So just, you know, there are going to be more, you know, cases just because. Now, one thing that's been kind of reported is that, like, the worst circumstances, you know, people getting hospitalized, being intubated, and dying, that that's happening more almost overwhelming it's happening overwhelmingly with the people who have not been vaccinated now there are people who have been vaccinated who have still tested positive for it and have gotten symptoms and everything not that many and it's kind of amplified when you go on twitter right that kind of thing gets amplified because you know basically everybody who was on twitter who has gotten the virus despite being vaccinated comes out and says so. So it makes it, you know, look worse than it is. But by all reports, the worst cases of are people who are not vaccinated. And look, I mean, and look, you can still be vaccine does not mean you will not have doesn't mean you, you know, are 100% protected and you won't catch it. That's not how it works, right? It, it decreases your chances. And the point of vaccinating everybody is so that everybody has a decreased chance of getting it and passing it. Right? That's how herd immunity works. Right? It's not, well, we all catch it, and then once we've had it, we're all good. No. Right? I mean, <clears throat> you vaccinate as many people as you possibly can. Like, everybody who does not have some medical condition that makes getting vaccinated a bad idea should get vaccinated. All right? And then once everybody's vaccinated, everybody has a lower individual chance of catching it or spreading it. And then that brings the chances down for the group. But as long as you have idiots out there. Or you have people acting like idiots, you know, and, and believing misinformation, believing lies about the vaccine. And who were just saying, well, no, I'm not going to get it. Well, then it's not going to go away. And now we got variants because, you know, the point is you, you have to choke out the virus, right? By just, you know, you, you give it as few hosts as possible. Because now we're getting variants. Right, and now, and so far, the vaccine has been holding up against the variants. 
But if you, you know, if you keep giving the vac the virus, you know, more hosts and more chances to evolve, then you know we'll have to revaccinate or something, right? I mean, it's frustrating as hell. And now some of these politicians who were just kind of playing footsie with, you know, the anti-vaccine folks are now saying, please go get vaccinated. Please do it. People are dying. Please go get vaccinated. And you know, y'all want to slap these people because they could have been saying that six months ago. All right. But instead, you know, they wanted to play around. And then these same, a lot of these same folks, they don't want to, you know, reinstitute any type of mask mandate. I mean, like this is the whole, this is like the birth control thing or the abortion slash birth control thing all over again. Right. I mean, you have these people who think abortion should be illegal and in all, all circumstances. But then they don't, but then, you know, they don't want you to be able to get birth control either. Or I should, let me be more specific. They don't want women to be able to get birth control either. Okay. They have no problem with, you know, you can sell a million condoms and then they don't care. Right. Um, but, you know, they don't want women to have access to birth control. And they don't want them to be able to get an abortion either. Right. And that's what the same print, the same principle happened here. Right. <clears throat> you know, they played around with, you know, telling people with well, this misinformation about the vaccine or, or we just have questions. Right. And all that. But then they don't want you wearing masks either. Right. And then they don't want any requirements. They don't want, you know, they don't want you to be, be able to require people to wear masks. They don't want you to be able to require people to get a vaccine to come inside. And now we're seeing the results of this. And now it's, you know, it's affecting certain groups of people more than others, right? The people who are more likely to call you a snowflake if you wanted people to wear a mask, right? Those are the people who are getting infected more now. Because those of us who were all on board with mask wearing and social distancing, you know, we're the ones who are also most likely to get the vaccine or to have already gotten it. So now the people who are left out there are people who didn't want to do any of that stuff. And now the politicians who they voted for who are in power are telling them, please go get the vaccine. Because they're looking at, because now it's mainly affecting their people. And look, you know, this is, for a lot of us, this is a delicate subject because we know people who are opposed to getting the vaccine and we know people who just have questions, right? And it's become a touchy subject. And, um, look, I got mine, all right? And I'm, I'm telling you to go get a vaccine, go get vaccinated, especially here in the United States. I mean, there are other countries where the vaccine hasn't gotten rolled out to them, right? And and they're getting surging numbers. Um, I mean, we're almost we're at a point now where I would say, you know, get the vaccine out to people who want, you know, get it out to people in other countries who want to take it, right? 
get them vaccinated because like in Japan, you know, we're seeing like the Olympics are in jeopardy now, right? But we, you know, we should roll a vaccine out to, to places. We should, you know, provide it to people in other countries who want it and not hold it here while we try to convince other people. I mean, and what's going to happen ultimately, you know what? Um, we have to make it socially unacceptable to be unvaccinated here. That's ultimately what we have to do. Just like, well, it's like with anything else, right? That, that's what happens. You have to make it socially unacceptable and some people have to be willing to make it policy to not deal with you if you're not vaccinated. So I think with these politicians who have you know, turned on a dime and even with some like media people like Sean Hannity who went on TV a couple of days ago and said, you know, please get the vaccine. And, you know, after months and months and months of being just, you know, a vaccine skeptic on air, now he's begging and pleading with people to go get vaccinated. Um, because the numbers are not in his favor. My guess is that the money folks are putting pressure and saying, look, um, this is affecting our bottom line. Y'all need to stop. Because some people like, you know, some people are are just not going to go back out again. Right? Even, even if you've been vaccinated, right? Because I don't trust y'all people, man. I don't. A lot of us don't trust y'all. And it's going to affect our decision making. And that's ultimately going to affect the bottom line of a lot of these companies. And they need us to come in and spend money in order to hit their targets as far as revenue and all of that. And they're going to make a decision ultimately. They're going to decide that, you know what, it is more important. There are more people that got vaccinated. There are more people who are worried about still catching this thing. And they're going to stay home. You know, rather than have to deal with everyone, with the people who don't want to get the vaccine and don't want to wear masks and all of that stuff, right? Those people are going to stay home. Right now, I went to the movie theater a couple of weeks ago, and now you know what? If the option is there to watch something at home first, that's what I'm doing. All right, I paid the thirty dollars to watch Black Widow at home. You know why? Because I don't trust y'all. Period in the story. And for you to say, well, man, $30 to watch a movie, that's a lot. Well, all right, the movie ticket would have been $10 or more. All right, you're going to eat at the movie. And when I, look, I went to see Fast 9 at the theater. Ticket was over $10. All right, bought some popcorn. That was close enough to another $10. So I paid $20 anyway. And I was to go by myself at 12 noon. So guess what? I paid another, you know, I paid an extra $10 for basically for a convenience fee. And usually the convenience fee is bullshit. 
But in this case, it was it was legit because the convenience was getting to watch it at home. And I've already and I've watched it three times already. <clears throat> so guess what? Three movie tickets would have been thirty dollars. Three movie tickets plus popcorn would have been we're talking fifty to sixty dollars here now. So I already came out ahead. I already won. <laughs> okay. And as long as that's an option, guess what? People like me are going to opt for that. And that's going to hurt the movie theaters, bottom line. So the movie theaters are eventually just going to come out and say, look, damn it, y'all need to take that damn vaccine. <clears throat> or we're going to go back to requiring you to mask up in the theater. Or we're going to require proof of vaccine for y'all to come up in here. Right? It's going to end. You know, the restaurants are just getting back on and the last thing they want to do is have to go back so the money is going to make a decision the money is going to push people to make decisions that's what's eventually going to happen so y'all can either do this you know the easy way or, we can go, or they're going to do it the hard way and you're going to end up taking it anyway so which one is it going to be? Might as well just take it now and we can get this thing, you know, moving. Or, or you know, it's going to be forced. And it won't be forced by Big Brother. It'll be forced by Big Business. So your move. And right now I'm going to move along from this segment and move on to something else. All right, and woohoo! Man, this COVID thing has taken a turn for the worst. And, um, wow. So, first, all right, uh, there's the Olympics where they have like over 90 positive tests in the Olympic Village. Now, it's not just athletes, it's people who work there, but still, that's 90 people already in this confined space, and the Olympic athletes were not required to get vaccinated, which is dumb, but they didn't require it, so there you go, and they thought they would just be able to just kind of test their way through it, and the problem with testing is that... Well, it's not a vaccine. And that you are also counting on people to not be reckless and, you know, irresponsible the rest of the time that they're out there. And as we saw last year, <coughs> um, that got mixed results at best. All right. I mean, like, like the NFL and Major League Baseball eventually got it kind of under control. Um, the NBA course last year did the bubble. Then there was the world of wrestling where there were just kind of periodic outbreaks the whole year. And, you know, not good. 
so we're having that at the Olympics now. We got over 90 people testing positive. Vaccines were not required. And here we go. And, you know, to date, they have not ruled out canceling the Olympics if things get just completely untenable. Which is definitely on the table. But at the other end of the spectrum, we got the NFL. And the NFL has taken the opposite stance. They're basically saying, we're not going to risk the money. And what they're doing <coughs> is, all right, so they didn't pay, they didn't put a rule in that says you got to get vaccinated. But what they've done is the opposite. They put in all types of just snares and traps and things that will make life really difficult for you if you don't. So they already have like a bunch of restrictions and camping at team facilities for people who don't get vaccinated. You got to do it, you know, a whole lot of stuff you got to do that's different from the people who got vaccinated, right? And so basically, you know, you're going to be kind of humiliated and made it look like an idiot. Which I think is good. But they also, now, this is getting hot off the presses here on Thursday. They inst- they've implemented a rule that says for, for next year's schedule that if you cannot, if there's no way to possibly reschedule a game because of, te- because of you know, people catching it or testing positive or whatever, that... You'll forfeit. <clears throat> and that's just half of it. So your your team will forfeit. If you have a, you know, if you have too many positive cases to field a team, then they will your team will forfeit because they won't you know if they, if they just can't reschedule the game, then you know, they're just going to say, oh, well, and and that's crucial for like the second half of the season. Like, I mean, first half of the season, you can reschedule stuff. So once you get, once you get to the second half of the season, you get starting to the playoff crunch and you don't have as many weeks left to do it, <clears throat> then yeah, um, forfeiting is going to be just the thing that happens. Because, look, when it's week 16 or 17, you can't reschedule. Because you don't have time. So they'll just have to, they'll, they'll call the game off. And the team that, if there's like one team in particular that's responsible for, you know, the breakouts or whatever that caused the game to get canceled, they will forfeit. Which that means that's going to cost people playoff spots, possibly. It'll cost you playoff position, possibly. Um, it will cause people who have incentives to miss them. So, if you're 1,500 yards, I'm sorry, if you're not 1,500, if you're 200 yards short of a thousand yard season, and there are two games left, and now you got to forfeit a game then you're probably not going to, if you got an, 
you know, some bonus for a thousand yards, you're not going to get it. So that's going to cost you money. All right. You know, missing the playoffs because you got to forfeit a game will cost you a playoff game check, at least one. Or imagine having to forfeit a playoff game. And now you're just out. Yeah, that's bad. But that's not all of it, though. The other piece to it is that if the game gets canceled, both teams don't get paid for that game. You don't get your game checked for that week. Both teams. Which means that if you're out here being stupid and you you spread some COVID and the game has to get postponed, oh, no, I'm sorry, the game has to get canceled, not only does your team forfeit the game, but your team and the other team will both lose a game check, which means that if you got to see them boys on the other side later in the season, oh, it, 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 it's, 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 oh, scary hours for you, brother. <laughs> I mean, it is. Or if you got to see them next season, scary hours, they coming for that ass. And, um, oh boy, man. Yeah. And, unfortunately, this sparked the absolute wrong kind of reaction in some players. And DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to call him out by name because he's a special kind of stupid here. He tweeted, well, what, I got to, you know, I really think it's unfortunate that I got to, you know, I'm going to be in position to cause my teammates to get in trouble or 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 that I have to, you know, that, yeah, something of that nature. Basically, he said it really sucks that because I don't want to take the vaccine, now I might get my teammates in trouble. Now, the answer to that is just take the damn vaccine. I mean, seriously. All right, these dudes, they take enough painkillers. They take a year's worth of painkiller during the season. Okay? Like the same amount that you should take in a whole, that you, know, you should take no more than an entire year. They take in over the course of a season, which is four months. All right, take pills, they get shot up with the needle, right? All of that. Not guaranteed you, if you ask them to tell you what was in those shots, they don't have a clue. But they take them so they can go back out on the field. All right. These dudes take all types of supplements. And the only thing that they know about those supplements, they know which ones are on the banned list. All right. It's all they know. They don't know any of the... That's it. They couldn't tell you what's in those things. They can just they can tell you if it's banned. If it's not banned, then as far as they're concerned, good to go. And now they have the audacity to say, well, we don't know about this vaccine here. I mean, no. This is just stupid. It's idiotic. And they deserve all the shame and disgrace for it. That's exactly what we should do. Sometimes you got to shame people. 
And the people like DeAndre Hopkins need to get shamed. Because these guys are not, you know, they don't have some medical reason why they can't take it. Okay, they're they're just, you know what they are? They're doing the same thing that all the other anti-vaccine people doing there. Watching spooky YouTube videos and, you know, listening to their mans who, you know, shared some link to some shady website with them or something. It's, it's all the same stuff, right? And now, and again, these are not, it'd be different. It'd be different. Well, it actually wouldn't be. But it's one thing for people who, who you know, for regular people who say they're, you know, like eating super clean and they're doing all these things to, you know, not put weird stuff that they don't know about it in their body and then they don't want to take the vaccine. I mean, it's just as goofy, but at least there's kind of a ration, you know, you can understand the rationale a bit. But these NFL players are guys who every week are putting shit in their bodies so that they can go out there and play. All right. And they're putting shit in their bodies that they don't know about so that they can, you know, work out more and get bigger and all that kind of thing. So for them to be anti-vaccine because they just don't know is the height of stupidity. And I'm glad that the NFL is putting things in place so that if, if they want to be stupid, it's going to cost a whole lot of people and they're going to end up getting their ass whipped. Because that's exactly what should happen. And what's going to happen now is we're going to move on. Back in a minute. All right, now, you know, given all just the, the, the dumb things that were said by various NFL players Thursday, um, I have to say that shaming is, is, is good, <laughs> okay? Because, you know, every last one of them came out on Twitter and said something really dumb, got completely buried for it. And you know what? Good. All right. Because they're all saying things that are pretty stupid. All right. And look, and I mean, the teams have brought in medical experts, like actual doctors who worked on COVID patients, who worked on the vaccines, etc. Teams have brought them in to talk to the players. And then they come out of those things and they're still saying, oh, well, we just, I still have questions. Or they don't go to the meeting at all. Okay, so this, I'm sorry, this, this, whatever information they're lacking is entirely their own fault. Okay. You know, this is not a situation where, you know, they're just, you know, like a lot of people who, are not pointed in the right direction, you know, by the people they know and who are left to kind of fend for themselves to find out and go to the wrong places, right? This is not that. These guys' employer brought the right place for information to them, and they're still out here acting stupid. So, yes, they should be shamed. Okay, these are people who, yeah, I said this earlier, you know, they take enough they get shot up with enough painkillers for a whole year within, you know, within the course of a season. And, you know, they're taking all types of workout supplements. They don't know what's in that stuff. And then, you know, a number of them have gotten, you know, busted for 
PED use because they've taken supplements that they don't know what's in it, right? Some of these guys put all types of stuff in their body that they, that they don't know about, right? But you know what happens? You know what it is? Well, it's like with the painkillers. They're hurting. They're in pain. And they feel like they can't go back on the field. But they want to go back on the field basically to keep their job or keep their space in the hierarchy of the team or just because they just want to play. And you know what happens? You know what they do? They're faced with a choice. They can, they can take the shot and feel good enough to go back in there or they can not take the shot and, and feel crappy and, and can't go out back in there. And they choose to take the shot. They don't know what's in that stuff. Okay, these guys get hooked on Vicodin. They get hooked on Percocet. Or, or worse. Okay. Some of these guys have, you know, it was, uh, some, well, some of these guys you know, having all types of health problems because those supplements you take, they, they can do some crazy stuff to you. Make your heart beat faster, right? And all other types of crazy stuff. You know, because you're taking, you take the supplements so that you can work out more. All right? And meanwhile, you speed your heart up and it does a bunch of other stuff. That, and you don't know what's in that. So they're doing that all the time, but then they are hesitant about the vaccine. And you know what? Yeah, you should be ashamed for that. It's because it's stupid. It's a choice to be stupid. All right. And they're going out on the field and they're risking, you know, CTE from getting hit. Right? These guys are just doing all sorts of un told damage to their bodies like we know about CTE um, and we know about concussions we know more about that than we ever have but we still don't talk about other things right guys are arthritic at an early age guys are you know having all types of knee and Shoulder replacements, you know, um, all other types of surgeries and whatnot at earlier ages than the rest of us. Because how much damage they do to each other. Um, and, I mean, it's just, it's funny. Well, it's not funny like a joke, but it's just that they're willing to do all of that. They're willing to subject themselves to all of that. And yet... Taking a vaccine is a bridge too far. Like these guys eat every, some of these guys eat a ridiculous amount of food to put on weight. Right? And like just insane amounts of food to put on weight because they need to be 300 pounds. And, you know, they're risking. All, you know, sorts of health issues. 
and you know, and they do that in, you know, at an intense level for like ten years, so that they can stay in the NFL, right? Anyway, so they're doing all types of harmful or potentially harmful stuff for the sake of getting on the field, playing, or playing better. But then taking a vaccine for them is, oh, well, we just have questions. I don't know about all that, Chief. Stop it. Okay, and you know the way to deal with them is to, you know, is to do exactly what happened to the people who tweeted about it. You drag them. You call go. It's okay. You, it's okay to call them stupid, because that's what they're being. All right. You made a choice. You made a choice. There's nothing wrong calling them on that choice. Period. End of story. Now that goes for people that you know, also, right? People, people who have the information, who made a conscious decision. To do the dumb thing. Like you, we're, we're past the point of needing to humor these folks. Because most of them gave little consideration to the feelings of others before. So now, you know what? If you like calling them dumb, call them dumb. And their feelings are hurt by it, that's on them. Because, you know what, we're past that point now. Now we need to just, you know what, shame works. Shame works more than anything. Shame is more effective than a whole lot of other stuff. Okay. Shame was a big part of the civil rights movement. Okay. Basically, pulling back the curtain and letting the whole world see how America was not living up to its ideals was a big part of the successes of the civil rights movement. So making people feel shameful for their choice to be ignorant about the vaccine is more than welcome. Go for it. That's all there is to it. Now look, that's all I'm going to say about this. So Time to move on and get out of here. All right, so I'm going to give some shout-outs here. Um, my man Brooklyn Ike, who is the, the longest and most loyal supporter of this show, has started his own little project, BK Talks. That's BK space T-A-W-K-S. Right, it's here on Anchor. Uh, go check that out. You know, I had him on as a guest while back he's a good dude and he's always been supportive of this show so i'm going to support him and you know again i on you know the mindless musings podcast we talk pro wrestling um we'll have by the time you hear this there will be another episode of that up we're talking about money in the bank and some other things um got my own website robsgenius.com all right, uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, I will finish my little write-up on Money in the Bank and where, you know, where WWE is kind of going forward. 
Um, I've also got some movie reviews. I got one of Black Widow up there, and I've got one of the most recent Terminator movie. So, you know, if you like reading movie reviews that are not biased or crazy, or that are at least honest about where the biases lie, go check me out there, robsagenius.com. And I believe that is pretty much it for this week for shameless plugs and whatnot. Um, oh, I also, well, you know, I'm going to give us, also give a, some free advertising here to Third Eye Comics in Annapolis. And I'm doing that because, you know, I donated a bunch of comic books to them because I got like boxes and, you know, I have a bunch of them loose here laying around. And what happens when you collect comics, you eventually start running out of space. And you, so you got to make some decisions, right? You know, what do I keep? What do I, you know, what am I going to do with the stuff I don't really plan on reading again, right? You can try to sell it, but selling, it's a hassle. It takes time. Like, even if you're just selling it for like nominal money, right? Even if you're not trying to really cash in on it, it still, it takes time and energy. So, you know, I contacted them. They said, yeah, we take donations. So that's what I did. And thank you to them. And, you know, I mean, I support buying comics in local comic book stores. I, you know, I buy stuff from Third Eye. My local comic book store is Comics to Astonish. That's where I get my stuff every week. You know, and then the stuff I can't find, I try at Third Eye or I, or I order from Midtown. So, I mean, I support that. But it's also good to have a place that takes donations because a lot of the stuff you're not going to keep. A lot of stuff you're not going to want to keep. But somebody else might want to read. So it's good to have a place to do that, right? Because ultimately, if, if there's no place to donate the stuff you don't, you know, you don't want to keep, that's going to make you less likely to buy more stuff. So that, that's, you know, shout outs there. Um, got a new phone. Uh, Galaxy S21. Went from S9 to S21. You know, it's a little crazy. But, you know, here's what it is. So far, so good. Uh, one thing I'm not going to probably get anytime soon is a PS5, though, because it's really hard to get those. So it's a PS4 for the time being. And dealing with all the kind of crap that goes along with that. But anyway, um, that's it for that. That's it for shout outs. And other than that, time to move along for another week. So I thank you guys for hanging with me. I thank you for getting through this show with no music because I, you know, want to kind of extend it to reach here. And, you know, to other platforms, because as long as I do music, I got to stick to Spotify. So I guess what I'll do, then I will implore you all, if you like me, if you like to hear me talk, but you also like to hear me play music, then you need to get on Spotify so I can keep doing that. And that's going to be it for this week. So please, please get vaccinated if you haven't. And until, you know, that, 
has happened at sufficient levels. Keep masking up when you go out there, people. That's what I'm doing. So until next week, you know, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. You know, God bless you guys. Talk to you next week.